We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today, I want to introduce you to Bobby, my friend who's a local coffee roaster, all-around information aficionado, and fun-loving human being. Hey, Liana. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on. You were just starting to tell me about um, Capture the Flag that you're doing. So what? tell me a little bit more about that. <laughs> yeah, so I live in Lansdale Borough, which the nicest thing about that is I get to walk to friends' houses, uh, get to bike to work, which is pretty cool. It's a That's mile away. A um, and we just love having everything really close by. And we have a, a park nearby, White's Road Park. If you're from the area, maybe you know White's Road Park. Um, it's a nice little oasis. And so we're in uh, just north of Philadelphia. So coming by like green space and trees and open spaces is, it's not as, it's, decent here like I would prefer to be somewhere else uh, out west I love being outside but I like to seek out the uh, the parks around the area yeah. to be outside as much as possible and so yeah th- there was a at the church that I go to there's a youth group and we started playing capture the flag this summer at White's Road Park once a month and it started off as a youth group thing and then it kind of morphed into like a whole family thing and it's been a great opportunity to bring out kids from the neighborhood yeah, just a great opportunity to get to know people in the neighborhood. And most of these people are riding their bikes there, walking, that's um, awesome. bringing their neighbors. And yeah, it's, so I, that's what I was doing earlier today. Just being a human being and playing with people in the park, which definitely right. needs to happen way more often. Well, yeah, I grew up, in, uh, <laughs> grew up in Michigan and I have memories in our neighborhood of summer, capture the flag in my backyard. We would bring all the kids together. And um, I was on the phone with my sister just a little bit ago and she... She even like had memories of it that I had forgotten about, like the way that we played it. And I was like, man, yeah. So it brings me back to being a kid and uh, it's great. That's awesome. So I have a list of a bunch of questions here that we're going to kind of go through and this will be generally, you know, take your time with each one. Don't feel nervous with each one. But the goal is to just kind of get to know you, um, how you feel about certain things, how you've experienced certain things in life and just how that's impacted who you are. So just... Share from your heart and your perspective, and there's no wrong answers at all. Um, so the first one is is just how would you define yourself if somebody were to ask you to sum that up? Or oh wow, yeah, how would are. I define myself? There's a lot of ways you could go with that. There's a lot of um, personality tests out there that you could <laughs> yeah, draw from. I'm a sure. number what, or I'm a uh, INFJ, or a this or that. But um, how would I define myself? I would define myself as a friend, a husband um i would define myself as a a curious person who likes to like i I see the problems in the world and i like to internalize them and like figure out what i should do with my life to not be overwhelmed by all the problems i see and like i think a lot of the the learning i i take on and the things i like to learn about um and uh, just explore it's my way of kind of like coping with 
the world's a crazy place and I have control over myself and my body to a certain degree. And there's a lot of things that I can do to um, improve the way I, I handle stress or the way um, my body can be resilient. And yeah, so I, a curious mind, I, I would definitely split, um, say that I, that's one way I would explain who I am. And that was really instilled in me by my my mom and my grandma. Um, they always said, like, never stop learning. Um, no one can take away your education um, except for, you know, certain diseases. But, yeah, like, education is value, valueless. Or am I saying that right? Extremely valuable. Yeah. yeah. No, okay, go, sure, go. It's extremely yeah, valuable. Sure. Yeah. It's, uh, and so, yeah, I've just taken that and... It's kind of taken me down a lot of weird rabbit holes. Like I have so many interests and so many things I like to get into. Um, So I'm in some ways I'm not like a master of one thing, but I'm a jack of all trades. Yeah, but you do a really good job investing in each of those things and like not limiting yourself to what you're allowed to be interested in. Right. I think that's a cool thing. I love that. That's a really great way to define (laughs) yourself. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, Just a touch too. I also said like friend and and husband. Like for me... um, that's been really important. I'm 32. Um, the past like 12 years have been really just as you grow up and as you get older, um, a lot of people come and go in your life. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've realized like, wow, uh, the worst thing to experience is loneliness. And so I've been just realizing like, I got to invest in the people that are in my life and not miss out. And that's actually kind of hard for me because I'm pretty low on extroversion, um, pretty introverted. And I can get lost in my head and my own thoughts and my own things that I like to do. And my, my wife's been really good at like pushing me out of that, like realizing that the people in your life are the most important thing. And, um, so yeah, just realizing that my identity is wrapped up in how, how I treat the people around me and, um, how I pour into those relationships. I'm not perfect. That's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, and I am somebody who gets to very selfishly reap the benefits of that. You guys are great (laughs) friends to us as well. Um, Yeah, so the next one's pretty easy, or more or less. Uh, What's your favorite food? Uh, My favorite food. So I do like to cook a lot uh, to a certain degree, probably not as much as you, Liana. (laughs) Liana's a great cook. Um, Homemade pasta and homemade sauces that are delicious. Fat me up one way or the other. (laughs) (laughs) I have a pretty simple approach to like the foods I eat. Like a lot of the foods I cook for myself, I wouldn't want to necessarily serve other people. <laughs> I, pretty like plain. Like I just like to get in what's healthy and make it somewhat mm-hmm. tasty. But mm-hmm. my favorite food, I'd say, is probably going out for um, curry. I love masa mom curry, okay. which is like a peanut um, curry. We get it in Lansdale at Mama Thai, um, and I just love going out for, yeah, Thai food. Or um, I also like Vietnamese pho. Yeah. I love getting that. So those are probably two of my favorites, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you guys have, like, a full hub of, like, every culture food right there in Lansdale. So yeah, yeah. Nice and easy to get access <laughs> to something for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, next one is, uh, are you reading anything right now? Am I reading anything? Yes, I'm reading um, a book by Jocko Willink about leadership. 
Okay. And pretty much all of his books are about leadership. Yeah. He also has some kids' books, which I want to check huh. out. Um, he has a number of those, Way of the Warrior Kid. But the one I'm reading, it, Leadership Tactics and Strategies, I believe is the title. Um, so he's a Navy SEAL, and he's a he's in the industry of like coaching businesses how to uh, improve their leadership structures and... Um, yeah, so he, he just has tons of stories that he draws from on how to apply leadership tech, uh, techniques and strategies yeah. in whatever field you're in. And I really like his his outlook on, on life. And um, I realized, though, I started reading that book before bed, and I was like, this is not a good book <laughs> to read before bed because it makes me think about work and, yeah. like, things that I, I should be winding down. So it's a, it's a kind of a... Um, fragmented book like the the chapters are short and concise so it's almost like you could read one a day and take something away from it um and apply it into your work or life or relationships yeah um but yeah i like a lot of books like that um you're very much in a leadership position at work you're over at uh backyard beans yeah so i've been roasting coffee at backyard beans for six years and I started when there was one other employee for the okay. most part, um, maybe another part-timer at the time, like covering a farmer's market. But we were a very small company. Uh, it's owned by Matt and Laura. And when I started, I think Matt had just quit his full-time job. So we were like a startup, yeah. just in a tiny warehouse, selling coffee in the local area, at, um, some grocery stores and farmer's markets and had like sporadic online orders at the time um and so we've grown a lot have a couple cafes now and are we've moved our warehouse twice uh where we roast our coffee and mm-hmm. we yeah we do a lot over there and we've we've grown so my position now is in a lot of ways it's um with a small team um uh, my role is director of coffee, so I source all our coffee and work mm-hmm. with our suppliers to make sure we're getting tasty coffee at the right price point and also mm-hmm. featuring like really special high-end coffees that are kind of pushing the boundaries of what coffee can taste like. Um, so yeah, it's a fascinating industry. All, yeah. all the coffee we get is from all over the world, mostly close to the equator. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've gotten to go to Guatemala and Ethiopia and probably because I've been to those countries, those are my two favorite coffees. Yeah. Um, but I also love Colombian coffee and really hope to get to Colombia at some point. Um, so, yeah, it, my leadership role at work. Um, yeah, I mean, we have had a lot of people come and go. And I, I really value just like setting a good tone at work. Um, I'm not the most enthusiastic person. I'm kind of like a steady calm person so necessary in a leader that's a really good quality steady yeah. and calm yeah that's good yeah cause sometimes I'm like I wish I was more enthusiastic or I wish I was more this or that um but when you have a team you have diverse personalities and you mm-hmm. just gotta you just gotta accept who you are and realize the gifts that you bring to the team and mm-hmm. um yeah so I do my best to make sure everyone's taken care of and enjoying what they're doing and have the tools they need to complete their jobs. And, yeah. and also like for me coming up with the company, like I've taken a lot of ownership and, um, 
I get a lot of value or purpose out of the things that I can um, make order out of or like create order out of um, chaos or I love I love just having problems and solving them and um, keeping them organized and I know when employees get that autonomy to have a little bit of oversight over something that's gonna make their job a lot more enjoyable they're gonna want to come to work a little bit more and um, actually put in the effort so Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's good for me to remember kind of where I've come from and uh, set a good example and yeah. hand off responsibilities when possible. Absolutely, yeah. And you're like, even just in what you're reading, taking the time to like better yourself and mm-hmm. making sure you're showing up for the people under you and around you in that way. It's, it shows and that's super awesome. It's yeah. Cool. Um, next one is, what is your greatest fear? My greatest fear? Um... <sighs> really jump your brain yeah. in there. <laughs> Can be spiders. I mean, anything. Like, yeah, what a yeah. What sets you off there in that way? I would just say probably my greatest fear, which I've been thinking about this past year, is like just wasting time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, in the Christian worldview. There's different like. I, I, so I, I studied theology a little bit in college, and there's different like sins that you can commit and one of the categories of sin is omission which is like not doing something that you should have been doing and and i i it kind of haunts me to think about like man what am i not doing what am i not seeking out that i should be that i'm going to regret later in life Hmm. um and miss out on and so i mean i think i've conquered some of those things and I'm on a journey to conquer more and I think one of those things was um yeah valuing the friendships in my life and the people in my life Mm -hmm. I've come a long way with that um like earlier in my marriage um I was I struggled with I wasn't like clinically diagnosed with anything because I never sought out help and I wasn't like in a serious situation but I was struggling with just like loneliness, lack of purpose, lack of direction, depression, Mm -hmm. anxious feelings. And, um, that drew me in a lot and drew me away from people. And, um, so coming out of that and like realizing that's a huge thing I need to invest in and, um, stay constant, always reaching out to people and, um, make sure I'm available, Mm -hmm. uh, for relationships. Um, but yeah, that's my greatest fear would be not regretting not doing something that I should have hmm. and no, missing I, out. Yeah, that's I feel like, yeah, for me, oftentimes it's like I feel like what we're most afraid of we'll do the most to avoid. Hmm. And so I think it really tends to be a very wow. high motivator yeah. in that. And so it seems like that's really impacted you in that way of just to say, like, what do I want to make sure at the end of my life isn't true hmm. or isn't there? And so it's, yeah, it's cool to see how that's changing and affecting your time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you value the most? Uh, what do I value the most? I guess you'd have to look at like how you spend your time to, mm-hmm. f- to figure out what you value the most. And man, that's another scary thing that I think about like, wow, what am I spending too much time on that I shouldn't be? Um, you're very aware of your time, which I think is so, <laughs> and no, I, I feel that I feel similar to that, but it's very, uh, it's really healthy and it's really important. It's the one thing that's 
we're not getting back. It's the one thing we can't redo. And right. I think it, yeah, it does hold a lot there. But yeah, time, time. When you're working a full-time job, uh, so I don't have kids. And if I did have kids, I feel like people who do, they, they figure out even more how to organize their time better, to be more dis- disciplined with their time. Because right now I'm like, man, if I had kids, like I wouldn't have time for anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now that I have freedom, like outside of work, um, but then end of the day, it's like there's not that much time outside of a 40-hour work week mm-hmm. to spend time doing things that you find meaningful. Um, but yeah, what do I value the most? I would say, um, I guess just looking at how I've been spending my time the last year, like my physical health, my um, relationships, and my my mental health, I guess. But for me, a lot of that's like wrapped up in my physical health. Yeah. A lot of things I do to stay healthy um, impacts my mind and kind of my emotions, like lifting weights, um, doing physical things, and being consistent with it helps my helps my mental health a lot. Yeah, no, I fully fully agree with that one. I'm very similar in that. I gotta, yeah, got to be consistently being active in some way to <laughs> stay okay. Um, when was the last time you felt joy? Oh, last time I felt joy was last week. Uh, my friend was like, Bobby, I haven't seen you smile so much Aww. before. So my friend Tim and I went out to um, Big Snow, American Dream. Yeah. So it's an indoor snow slope. It's the only one in North America. It's opened like two years ago. So I started snowboarding when I was like 10, 9 or 10. Grew up in Michigan. Um when I was that age too, I went out west for the first time to Colorado and fell in love with the mountains and never ended up moving out there, but always loved snowboarding. It's like my number one favorite uh, sports thing that I that I do. And you're quite good at it. I've had the pleasure of getting to ride with yeah. you more than once. And yeah. Yeah, I'm decent. It's I'm awesome, not, I'm awesome not like uh, amazing at a ton of tricks but i love riding and yeah. i love trying the tricks that i can do without getting hurt because yeah. at this point i'm <laughs> i can't afford to get too hurt but i still risk a little bit and yeah. so yeah last week last week we were at this indoor place and there was a pro event going on a rail jam and it was just so cool to see all these people i've seen on instagram or youtube or in uh videos or on the x games like pro riders um out there and it like reinvigorated me to to like try harder snowboarding and just like get that joy and yeah it was funny I didn't realize I was smiling so much until Tim <laughs> pointed it out <laughs> it's funny sometimes we like we don't realize like how certain things like reflect on our face until somebody else points it out to us right oh that's awesome yeah and I almost didn't go I was like it's a it's a long drive it's like two two and a half hours so it makes for a long day pretty tiring yeah. day to be in the car that long I hate mm-hmm. I hate sitting down um and so I hate driving for that reason um but and I was also kind of like I don't know I feel like I'm kind of grown out of this phase but being back there and just like getting to ride for a couple hours and then watching these pros this is still a big part of my interests and my passions and don't want to give it up yeah yeah awesome 
That's super cool. Good you don't have to give it up, so that's a nice thing. <laughs> um, when was the last time you were afraid and why? The last time I was afraid? Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, it would be March, April 2020 when we were faced with this virus coming out and seeing a lot of scary things going on around the world. And like I mentioned earlier, I went through a season of struggling with some anxiety, undiagnosed. We kind of throw that word around too much. Like that's a clinical diagnosis, but I felt anxious feelings mm -hmm. um, yeah. in my early, in my marriage. And I was having like these weird panic attacks that would come up like in weird places and felt really out of control with that. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward to uh, five years later, kind of wasn't experiencing that anymore. Part of that was due to maybe just finding like a new purpose and a new trajectory for my life and getting out of some scenarios that made me feel those anxious things um, and just feeling like more myself again. But anyways, when the pandemic hit of March 2020, um, some of those things kind of came back, not as strong, but I was fearing, yeah, just my health and mm -hmm. like feeling like my breathing was off, like a lot of people, like yeah. irrational thoughts, but your mind is so pow powerful over your body. Yeah. And so if your mind isn't right, it's going to affect your body. It's going to affect your heart. It's going to affect your, your emotions and, and everything. Um, so that kind of led me down a path to like conquer that and like face it head on, mm -hmm. uh, which led me to, um, focusing on my health a lot and seeking out different things to like to overcome that um some breathing exercises and and yeah it really helped like it it was cool like feeling like all right I have something that's scaring me but I can rise to the occasion and like overcome this and not let it control my life mm -hmm. um so that's... yeah accepting that fear is there is not necessarily like it's not that we're not afraid it's that no recognizing it giving it space to be valid and like assessing right. how we can move forward in it. Yeah. Like watching you, uh, do the, uh, deep sea diving oh. <laughs> or like uh, that, that was fascinating to me to see that. And then I started watching all these YouTube videos of record holders, like doing deep sea diving. It's insane to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have fear, but they're conquering it and they're, yeah. they're controlling it and they're, um, trusting that their body can do a lot more than you think it can um mm -hmm. so yeah I've just i've taken some some steps down that and yeah. some growth towards that just to um realize that i'm not gonna be in control of everything but there's things you can do to in your mind and with your body to to feel more at peace yeah and like you said your mind has so much impact on the body and so yeah. much more than we give it credit for often yeah it's crazy like the I, I heard of this the other day and everybody's heard of the placebo effect but when they conduct studies on whatever drug they're studying and its effectiveness in a group they're going to have a control group and they mm -hmm. get a placebo but they don't know it's a drug without anything in it that's mm -hmm. going to affect their body but it's a studied and known thing that the placebo drug has an effect on people because it, it affects your mind to think that 
you're doing something good for your body yeah. and it's going to have an effect. And so it kind of kicks into gear, the chemicals, the hormones, whatever it is in your body to start healing yourself. And it's not just a coincidence. It's like your mind really does have a lot of power. Yeah, no, absolutely. For sure. Um, all right. What moment would you say in your life changed you the most or taught you something? Um, yeah, when I was in eighth grade, my family had been going through a really tough few years. Um, I have two older sisters and they were in high school and graduating high school around that time. And I had a easy, happy-go-lucky upbringing in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, beautiful area, great neighborhood, a lot of good friends. Um, played all the sports. Uh, then got really into skateboarding because it was like a big trend in my area. All my friends were skateboarding and I loved it. And that kind of transitioned me a little bit out of team sports into this personal endeavor um, that had more of a artistic um, expression to it. And but also like an embodied thing. And that's what I love about snowboarding as well. Um, it's individual. It's just you and um, you and your board and like expressing yourself and your body through yeah. movement and through getting better at these skills. So I'm getting a little off track. You're but, good. No, you're fine. Uh, my family was going through a hard time. My dad was in and out of different jobs um, because the, the the job, the stable job he had with the economy, uh, it wasn't wasn't there anymore. So he was traveling for work and was away from the family a lot, and he hated that. He didn't want to be away from the family. And after you know, burning through our savings, we were really just trusting that God would provide. And we had a great community around us with the church we were at. A lot of uh, men and women supporting my parents and my family. And uh, not to go into too much detail, but we eventually moved to Indiana my freshman, going into my freshman year of high school. Mm -hmm. And I was, as the youngest of the family, very stubborn about that. And I was not a happy camper for mm. that year. And it's hard. It's hard to move from everything you've known to a new state, new oh, friends yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. When we moved to Indiana, it's uh, just east of Indianapolis. My mom asked the high school She's like, do any kids here snowboard? And <laughs> they laughed and they're like, there's not even a hill to sled, yeah. sled on here. Aww. So that was part of my frustration. Like I did not fit in there at all. There was mm -hmm. like one skateboarder, um, no snowboarders. Um, the skateboarders I knew were like, um, yeah, I just... I tried to find friends and just didn't feel like I fit in. I remember getting made fun of for the mm. style I had, like wearing skinny jeans, because that was what was cool back then for skaters. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, all right. So that was a big moment of transition. Um, what was the question so, no, again? No, you're good. Yeah, just what's something that um, you feel like has changed your life or taught yeah, you something? Yeah, cha changed my life or taught me. It was definitely that move. It took me through a tough season. Like, I, I was very immature but it helped me to like, help to expose to me mm -hmm. that, um, wow, I need to grow up and, mm. and learn who I am outside of a happy-go-lucky upbringing with a lot of friends where you can kind of ignore mm. who you really are and 
the emotions that are deep down inside of you. And so I had to go through kind of this desert of like loneliness and anger and frustration and wrestling with, with God of like, why would you put me through this as a really immature young boy? But, uh, I think I came out of that much better person to, to, yeah, just to grow up. It sounds like actually like, I mean, I I would almost say it sounds like a really mature view to like in eighth grade to sit there and be like, you need to work through this and to have that conversation with yourself. Like that's actually something I feel like I don't, you yeah, know, and I don't think here. I, yeah. I don't think I had that conversation myself until I was <laughs> You're like, seeing that now, 11th looking back. grade, 12th okay. grade, college, I don't know. Fair enough. But, Fair um, enough. no, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, I think it, that definitely helped me to like be more okay with being alone. Um, being alone with the interests that I have. Um, like I said, I didn't really fit in, in, in high school. Yeah. And I wish I would have made more of an effort to like, fit in with different groups like mm. wish I would have played baseball because I, mm. I still love baseball then but okay. I was a grumpy pants so I didn't want to <laughs> go join the team it's a self-definition there it's but creepy. maybe it's good I didn't play baseball because then I would have just fit in with that group and become somebody different and yeah. something I realize about myself now is like I don't need to fit into any certain group like I'm, I have a lot of interests I like yeah. weightlifting there's a whole community around weightlifting I like um, snowboarding I kind of have stopped skateboarding yeah. Um, I kind of like sports. Like I like playing baseball, even though I've been out of that for so long. I yeah. like um, playing ultimate frisbee. Um, I like coffee. Like there's a huge community around coffee, yeah. and so I have all these interests. And it's okay to like float in and out of each one. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to find your identity in one interest that you have and mm. find acceptance just in that thing. Like I've found that I, I'm becoming more okay with how diverse my personality is and how I'm like floating in and out of a lot of things. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I think that's like a mark of like maturity and like acceptance of who you are to be able okay, like being partially here and partially there and not like fully in one group of something. So I will say though, like when you're fully in one thing mm-hmm. and you're really um, extreme about it, like go good for you because that's the way you're going to be successful oh yeah absolutely i know so. some people that i have like immense respect for and they're 100 yeah. percent in something and yeah and people will look at them and be like oh they're crazy they're like obsessed but no, um, i think it's awesome michael jordan was obsessed with being the greatest basketball player and it worked for him yeah i mean you can't you can't be <laughs> successful in certain things unless you're all yeah. in super obsessed so i completely agree with that as well um what is something you think we have in common you and i yes um, I was, that's funny. I was thinking about this on the drive over cause I feel like you and I are, our personalities are very different in a lot of ways. Um, and, but I think we have a lot in common. Um, we, um, okay. So there's this personality test called the, uh, the big five. Okay. And the, there's five traits that psychologists have studied over the years this didn't just like pop up with one psychologist it's been studied for quite a few decades and it's been like cross-cultural trying to distill what people's personalities are in five categories um and i'd recommend checking it out if you've never heard of it because it has there's criticism the big five okay um and the five traits are um Ocean is kind of the acronym, so okay. openness, um, 
uh, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Okay. And so I'm not going to go into it. I'm not like a professional on this, but no. I, I was, I was, I was like, I should um, look at this test again. I took it a while ago and um, just have better understanding. And so agreeableness, like I'm a super agreeable person. Okay. Which means I'm. There's two aspects of agreeableness: politeness and compassion. Um, and if you're really agreeable, you're going to go along with the crowd and keep the peace. And there's benefits and negatives to each personality trait, obviously. But, um, like I have as the two aspects of agreeableness, compassion and politeness, I'm pretty high on both of those. Mm -hmm. But I also know something about you is you're super compassionate. Like you love getting to know people of all stripes and all over the world and, people that uh I struggle to like to get to know people outside of my circle sometimes mm -hmm. um and I love that about you like you you like to get to know people all over and super compassionate person um <laughs> and so yeah I would say that's one thing like just a, a heart for people mm. you and I both have no that means a lot and I definitely see that in you and uh I'm, yeah that's an honor to have that in common with you I'll take that <laughs> No. But I, it's funny to me because like it falls under agreeableness mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> he's like you're not very agreeable. <laughs> you can say that. Which, which is like a which is no. good. It's good to have a strong backbone and know what you yeah. want and be able to push uh, for what you're passionate about. And that's something I'm I'm low on agreeableness hmm. or I'm high on agreeableness. Um, meaning that yeah. I keep the peace and the pol I'm very polite and whatnot. But um, but within that we're both compassionate. I think that's awesome. No, I think that's so cool. Cause I think there's so many things that we can be like, yeah, there's levels within that. Like uh -huh. we all are patient, hopefully to a degree, but some of us are more than others in that way. And I think it's, I love that you pulled something that has, <laughs> uh, an aspect, two different aspects to it, but something that's very, yeah, very important. And I think and very valued to both of us. So right. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, what is something you are looking forward to? Uh, what am I looking forward to? Let's see. Uh, I'm looking forward to being able to travel internationally for coffee again. Mm -hmm. um, I loved going to Guatemala a few years ago. And while it's still possible to travel right now, it's like with work and all that it's probably not going to be in the books for a while yeah. until things settle down um, yeah you had a trip that was actually canceled right yeah it was yeah. supposed to go to honduras like it was like on the edge of if we were going to cancel it or not because everything was starting to come out with the virus spreading and uh it's a good thing we didn't go because yeah. it would have been a mess getting back yeah some people i think a couple of people were stuck there for a short time but yeah um yeah i I'm not like the biggest traveler. I kind of like my routine and mm -hmm. uh, my place and um, all that. But I do love seeing other cultures and like I just love the the way that people in at least so I'll speak from my experience in Guatemala and Ethiopia, mm -hmm. the amount of time that they have just to like show hospitality um, and value relationships seem to be a little bit higher than the amount of time and focus we put on relationships here. Um, and so it's just great to get that different perspective. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome for sure. Um, what is something you wish was over already? 
<laughs> which was over <laughs> already. <laughs> Don't say this conversation. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. um, I wish... Um, Oh man, there's a lot of things I wish was over. Um, mm-hmm. I guess mental health struggles, mm-hmm. people's mental health struggles. If that was, if that could like flip a, a switch, be over, that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've just I've had mental health hit hit home uh, throughout my life, pretty close, and I have a lot of people in my life who are just struggling with all yeah. sorts of things, and. Um, Sometimes it's hard to know what to do to help them, but I do know that the best thing to do to help people who are going through mental health struggles is to be there with them because what I've seen happen is um, isolation over time and like mm-hmm. less and less connections for those people. Mm-hmm. And from an outsider, sometimes it's like, yeah, it's easy to write people off when they're, they express themselves as very hard to get along with and or whatnot but people are going through things you don't know they're going through and um so yeah to be to be persistent with the people in your life who are struggling and trying to be there for them but yeah if i could if i could make that struggle over for everybody it'd be a it'd be a different world yeah no hey yeah i love that um what makes you feel known and valued um compliments yeah, like my mom always was big on that, training okay. us, like always tell the cook that thank you for the meal, that you appreciated mm-hmm. it. And like when you're out to eat, make sure you treat the waitress with respect. And she always pointed out to like the cooks never get um, any appreciation because yeah. they're in the back. Yeah. And I was talking to my friend Chris from Backyard Beans the other day about this. And um, he, he posted on Instagram just like it's super hot in Pennsylvania right now we had a heat wave come through and he posted about like um you know if you feel so led buy some Gatorade and send it to the cooks in the back like that goes a long ways for them because I think he's experienced that he's been a cook for a while and worked in a lot of hot kitchens and um he wasn't doing that to try to get anything or like any respect right now but um, just to share his perspective yeah to share his perspective and um and I was telling him, I'm like, that's, that's pretty cool. Like my mom instilled that in me. And, yeah. and I know for me that goes a long ways when, when I put in time to do something special, to know that people like appreciate it and saw it and yeah. didn't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that can feel like selfish saying because there, there's uh, something no, to that's, be. No, it's a personal question. It's, it should be how you feel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah. Cool. I try to do my best to always express that to people I know who are doing something out of their way to um, give to you or whatever. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you kind of answered a little bit, but where do you call home and why? Um, yeah, I call like Pennsylvania home, home yeah. now. Uh, I moved here alone in 2012. I had a good friend out here mm-hmm. and ended up meeting Brittany, my wife, and because of all the relationships and connections we have here, we feel very grounded and very uh, taken care of here. Like we have a lot of relationships. If we needed to rely on, we we could reach out to people and um, yeah, community and family. Yeah. yeah, we don't. 
our family's kind of spread out yeah. all over the place. Um, but here we've kind of created a community. And then, as I mentioned too, like I love being outside, spending out as much time as I can outside. And um, Pennsylvania is not the greatest place for that, but it is better than Indiana. Okay. Indiana is very flat and a lot of cornfields and not many, not as much greenery. Like okay. Pennsylvania is very green, a lot of know. trees. And I like that, so it makes me feel more at peace. Nice, that's awesome. Um, what is something you wish you didn't struggle with? Um, I wish I didn't struggle with uh, being in my head so much and like mm -hmm. overthinking things before I act or say something or do something. I wish I had a little bit more impulsivity. <laughs> <laughs> like a little bit more just like, um, Say what's on my mind and not overthink yeah. it. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, I like that. That's fun. Um, what is something you used to struggle, struggle with but don't anymore? Um, oh, man. It's great. I just thought of a couple things. I'm like, well, I kind of still struggle with those things. But, yeah, if you have a um, changed mindset or a different perspective on it, too, that I think that yeah. counts as coming from a different place. Something I used to struggle with, but I don't anymore. Um, yeah, I guess lack of direction. Um, part of that was like, as a young man, it's it's important to know like you have something worthwhile to, to aim at and sacrifice your time and energy for. And I feel like I'm starting to, like I've, I've had a good job that I enjoy and I'm starting to find other other passions that I feel like I can give some more time and energy to that is encouraging other people um, in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's not like I've figured it all out yet, but yeah. Um, yeah. Wow, I like that. Um, what, what, yeah, is, what is something you are confident helping someone else through or with? Um, Wow. Um, I've been, so I started lifting weights last year and kind of like whenever I get into something, I learn a ton about it. Yeah. Uh, or if, whenever I buy something, I like make sure I like look at all the <laughs> options and like look at what's best. If anyone needs research on anything, yeah. you are the person to ask for sure. So yeah, when great. it came to weightlifting, I did a lot of reading and absorbed a lot of information and um, I don't have a ton of medical background but I did I was an occupational therapy assistant for a time which mm -hmm. I had to study the body and um, anatomy and whatnot yeah. and so I have a decent understanding but I'm not like a physical therapist but anyways yeah through my learning I feel like I can um, as a friend not as like a trainer but help people who want to get stronger and mm -hmm. like be able to point them in the right direction with um, different different things they can do to um, incorporate into their exercise routine, yeah. um, which, like I said earlier, for me is like affecting my mental health a lot. And yeah. so I, I just look at the world and I'm like, there's a lot of unhealthy things in the Western world uh, when it comes to the food we eat, the lifestyles we live, the amount of sedentary things we do, um, the content we consume, um, the things we're told to buy, and 
I take all that in. I'm like, well, I can't fix the world, but I can at least work on myself and maybe I'll encourage a few other people mm -hmm. to do the same or at least in their own way. And yeah. so I feel like I can help people a little bit with like health and uh, fitness. Yeah, and you definitely do. Like I know you have somebody you're working with here and there, different friends popping in and out working yeah. out with you. And No, it's been cool. Yeah. I, I invested in like a, a home gym in my garage. I have like just a big enough garage for a squat rack uh, and weights. And part of the reason was is I figured I might have some friends in my life who will want to, come join me in that and like try it out too. So the communal aspect of that. And it, it has happened. It's like quite a number of people have expressed like, hey, I wanna come over and yeah. try this with you. And some of them come and go and uh, yeah, it's been fun though. I think that speaks a lot to your personality too and, and people feeling comfortable and at ease and welcome with you, not hmm. judged. Yeah. That they're like, cause working no, out thanks. is such a personal thing for some people that haven't done it before mm. to feel like, oh, I want to do this. But like, oh, I feel like judgment if I go to a gym or like embarrassment or I don't know how to use this or do this. So right. I think it says a lot about you that people are willing to like trust you with teaching them something like that and know hmm. that. No, thank you. You're good at that. Yeah. And you are. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I love you, teaching. You've, protect, you've uh, perfected some of my own uh, lifting <laughs> flaws, <laughs> which you don't see on your own. It's hard. So that's cool. Um, next one's a little lighter. So if you had $10,000 and you had to spend it in two weeks, what would you do? Oh my gosh, $10,000 and I had to spend it in two weeks. You have to spend it in two weeks, yeah. I would um, I'd probably get all my family and some friends and like get a mountain lodge out, in, out west, fly everyone out there. $10,000, I mean, that's like probably just enough for all that. Yeah, like, I know. I was like <laughs> trying nice, to think about this number. A nice I was like, vacation. It go too far. No, it's, it yeah, it's good because it's not too yeah. extreme. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would bring some people together, some good friends and my sisters, their husbands, my, my parents, uh, Brittany's family. Hmm. We'd have to get like a couple lodges, but do some exploring <laughs> out in the mountains, and that would be a fun vacation. That's awesome. Um, what is something you wish you could say to someone you love but can't? Um, yeah, I would say that could be whether necessarily, not necessarily whether you feel like you can't speak to that person, but maybe they're not ready to hear it or however you want to take that. Hmm. Oh man. What's something you wish you could say to somebody you love, but you can't? Um, gosh, that's a deep one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pushing you. I know. Um, no, I appreciate your, yeah, you're super open. It's been yeah. awesome. I'm a little stumped on that one. Okay, that's fine. We can uh, pass over it. Sorry. No, don't be sorry at all. Um, the next one is kind of in line with that. So if you want to, if you, we can jump over both of them, if not. Um, but it's what's something would be hard, what is something that would be hard for you to hear from someone you love that would be true about yourself? Okay. Um, yeah. So I would say. I, I I guess sometimes I fear that I don't take enough leadership in different aspects of my life. Um, like speaking speaking up enough. Um, and I know I have a lot of ways that I can influence, that I do influence people, mm -hmm. but sometimes I wonder what am I missing out on by not like going a little bit further with mm. taking on more responsibility. Mm. So yeah hearing that from somebody like hey you should be taking this this on or that mm -hmm. on and um 
It would probably be true. Yeah. I don't know that it would be true. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I appreciate your openness there, but I'll, uh, from a perspective of knowing what I do know about you, I'll, I'll slightly disagree. Okay. I think you do a lot with that, and you're, and you're, yeah, I mean, we can always grow, but it's always important to not be too hard on ourselves, too, and expect the world out of ourselves. Right. When we're already doing, yeah, to a degree in some ways. But yeah, no, I appreciate that. I think it's difficult and important to be able to like acknowledge that in yourself. Yeah, you have you've a got fly a, you've got a fly hanging out of my face right now. We're trying to get it to go away. So if wants that. to join the conversation. Wants to be a part of it. Not everyone is welcome. <laughs> the fly is not. Um, what is your favorite quote if you have one? And uh, good luck if you remember it, what it is. If you need to look it up, that's fine yeah, too. Yeah, I'm not yeah. like a huge quote person, mm-hmm. but I came across one recently and then Fortunately, it's not from like the best uh, source. Yeah, it's okay. But so I'm gonna—I'm not even gonna say who who said this, but I, <laughs> it, it speaks true. Okay. And it—it was—I um, don't know the the secret to success, but I know the secret to failure is trying to be somebody you're not. Hmm. Um, and I just feel like that's kind of what I've been learning the yeah, past few years. Like, that's I don't have to fit into anything. Um, I can. I can, uh, I, like, I, I shouldn't be asking, like, what do people want from me? Mm. Um, but what makes me come alive? And I should do that. And yeah. I'm going to, that's how you're going to influence people and, yeah. and find the people that you get energy from in your life. Because when you're doing what energizes you, you'll yeah. get a line of people like that. And actually, uh, yeah, another quote kind of like that was, um, I forget if this was from John Eldridge, I read him when I was in high school, might've been for somebody else, but it was just like, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and do that. Mm. Yeah. Um, I heard something similar. Somebody was like, people ask all the time, like, what do you do for work? And it's like, I don't want to know what you do. Like what you do want to know what like you ache for, like what mm. you like, it sounds very similar in that like line of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's, no, that's yeah, it's cool, important not to just like load your life up with things that are expected of you. Yeah. Like you do have to take responsibility. Yeah. And I think actually a lot of meaning in your life mm-hmm. comes from the rising to the occasion and yeah. taking on the responsibility that is in mm-hmm. front of you and not running from that responsibility, but owning it and, and doing it. But you also have to, um, you also have to ask yourself what, what makes me come alive yeah. and pursue that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's kind of, as I'm hearing you talk continually here in this, it's like, that's where my unwarranted disagreement with your last statement <laughs> about yourself comes from. I, you know, you're, you're very open and honest with, uh, you know, what life is processing. And I think that's, it's really impactful for people who get to hear that. Um, what makes you feel at peace? Um, yeah, I would just say a nice having a house over my head and, food in my belly and put in a good hard day of work and um, feeling like uh, I did everything I could that day to care for my wife and Mm. do what I could at work and also like push my body to a certain degree when I do all those things and get to the end of the day I feel like I'm pretty I'm a pretty simple guy like I don't need much and I, I like live in a low key lifestyle. So, fair enough. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, would you say your life feels steady or uncertain right now? Um, I feel like it's pretty steady right now. That's awesome. 
Um, if you had 10,000 people in front of you listening to you, what would you want them to hear? 10,000 people, wow. I would tell them, uh, oh man, what would I tell them? Say, don't, yeah, don't run from the responsibilities in your life, but face them head on, and that's going to be the path to becoming a hero in your life. Uh, can't, like, don't run from the people that are in your life that are frustrating. Um, don't run from the relationships unless they're super toxic for you. But um, take on responsibility. Um, pursue, pursue a job. Pursue um, relationships that are going to be fulfilling. And if you don't have the luxury to pursue a job that's fulfilling, that's not the end of the world. Like you, there's a, there's, you have a family to provide for. Um, that's going to be more important than finding your, your worth in a job. So I think, yeah, finding those responsibilities, whether it's your family or your spouse or your friends or, um, and, uh, embracing it and, and strengthening your, strengthen yourself to be resilient through all of life's difficulties so that you can be the person, um, who is strong and who's there for your friends or your family when they are at their ends rope, rope's end, yeah. um, that you can be somebody to be counted on, to be called upon. And, um, yeah, I'd also just say, like, listen, listen to people, listen to the struggles that people are going through, listen to their joys and, um, listen to people's perspectives. I love that. That's awesome. It's good advice. Listen up to that, everyone. Um, what is something you wish people knew about your culture? Uh, what do I wish people knew about my culture? Culture is a weird thing. So, so I'm American. <laughs> I'm, um, I go to church, so I'm a Christian. I would say I wish people knew about my culture that, um, I don't know. Culture, like I said, it's a weird thing. Is yeah. we 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 categorize different people's cultures and think we understand what they are, yeah. and then sometimes I feel like I don't even understand what my own culture is. Um, but I would say, like, um, I don't feel like too misunderstood. I guess okay. in some ways I do. Like because I'm a Christian, I feel like there's so many ideas out there. Like of what a Christian is. And mm -hmm. to me, it's, um, it's about wrestling with, with God and with who God has made me to be and what he's called me to, to do. It's also, they also, the key thing about being Christian is, um, being in a family of people who aren't like you and caring mm -hmm. for one another. And so you said people who are not like you, yeah, who are not like yeah. you, like I'm in a, church where we have a house we have a house church and so we have a pretty intimate group of people and like two of the the ladies who are in my house church they're going through like a really really just tough tough time right now mm -hmm. life is is tough for them and uh some like hard news just came both their ways and um as 
if they were just out in the world, they'd be pretty lonely. But because mm-hmm. they have a church family, mm-hmm. um, that's what we do for each other. We're there for each other, and we care for each other. And that's how um, that's how I think God wants us to to act and mm-hmm. to to be there for each other. So I just wish people would understand that a little bit more about my Christian culture. I can't speak for every Christian and every different mm-hmm. subculture in Christianity, but that we're just trying our best to to love one another. Mm-hmm. No, that's beautiful. I think that's not always understood. Um, there are a lot of different types of Christian culture, and I think that's definitely not always the message that's come right. through. So I appreciate you sharing what, what that means to you. Right, yeah. Um, what is something that you love about your culture? Um, I love, I mean, here in America, we have a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that I can go out and go to the park and be safe and do what I want. And Brittany can walk about the streets uh, being free and um, mm-hmm. not fear for her life. Now, I mean, there's obviously, we live in a safe neighborhood for the most part. and mm-hmm. But yeah, I just appreciate the fact that we have the ability to believe different things here and talk about those differences and um yeah be yeah no, that's be cool. free <laughs> that's awesome um is there anything about your culture you are not proud of um yeah i mean there's growing division in our culture i'm not proud of uh a lot of things in western society that are uh, the result of a lot of um, corruption. Like, I am not proud of. Um, oh gosh, I could go too many directions with this, <laughs> no, but I'm just not proud of the way that people are so easily deceived and mm. in deceived into like really unhealthy lifestyles. But it's like, how do you change that? Part of it is we gotta attack like how much marketing gets into our lives and be careful about how much um, marketing and news and messages we allow in. And yeah, yeah, I'm just not proud of the tribalism that's coming back Mm. and the amount of identity that we get from uh, the groups we associate with and look down on other, other tribes. Um, So I'm hoping we can, we can stop that from growing. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. Um, do you feel like you know what your purpose is in life? I know you hinted at this a bit already. Yeah, my purpose. Um, I feel like I don't exactly know my purpose. Um, I feel like I'm stumbling towards the truth of what it is for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I'm getting some some understanding of what my purpose is. Um, and my purpose is to be a bringer of peace in, in different settings and to bring people together, um, to, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm, my purpose is to spread the love a little bit and to accept people of all different types and um, 
like when I think about my my role in work and my role in my family, um, I've always been kind of like a mediator. Part of that goes back to like how agreeable I am, mm -hmm. um, compassionate and polite. But uh, like I want to take that to the next level, just to to make the groups I'm a part of into a better group mm -hmm. because of the way that we can interact with one another and appreciate one another's giftings. Mm -hmm. No, that's, yeah, that's awesome. It's really, that's a, a very beautiful sentiment and uh, outlook to have. Um, what are three talents you wish you had? I wish I could play an instrument. I always tried when I was younger and <laughs> yeah. this was more into athletics and I guess I, I mean, you know, I could start, but there's only so much time in the day and right now my interests are elsewhere, but yeah. I always think it'd be cool just to be able to like play guitar and kind of wind down doing mm. some music. Mm -hmm. um, I wish I knew Spanish better, mm. tried to learn a few times and just haven't been disciplined enough or haven't sacrificed enough other things in my life to, <laughs> to, to do that full on. Hey, we're all in a lot of those boots, yeah. Um, the other talent, I wish I was more flexible. Like okay. physically okay. flexible. Okay, <laughs> like not, not mentally. I'm, yeah. very, I'm very stiff and uh, I've been working on just like gaining flexibility and okay. like gaining a more pain-free body. Nice. <laughs> no, which is something we value as we get older. Which is cool. Like you can make a lot of improvement yeah. in that. And uh, yeah. that's what I, then that's where I've put some of my time and energy into and mm -hmm. it's paid off physically and I feel it. So that's, that's cool. That's cool. Um, what is something you're proud of that you've accomplished? Um, I am proud of being, <laughs> this is going to be sound kind of weird, but no. I'm really proud of, my relationship with my wife mm -hmm. and just like having somebody that I can uh, live life with, experience a lot of joy and encouragement from. Mm -hmm. And so I'm proud of just like that she was brought into my life and that I've mm -hmm. been able to keep her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you guys have an awesome relationship and really I, I feel like invest in care and uh -huh. are present and listen to each other. So it's really, it's awesome. Is there anything else you would like other people to know about you or what matters to you? Um, I don't know. I shared a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed talking with you, Liana. No. Thanks for having me yeah, on. And thanks for being here. This is getting me to think, think about some of these deeper things and also share about some of my story. Yeah. So. I really appreciate you being here. It's been, it's been absolutely awesome. And, uh, Looking forward to going and getting a workout in together with you once we wrap this up. For right, sure. and maybe so. we'll run those stairs tonight. We'll see. Yeah, if it rains. absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to this world, my view. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from "I really enjoyed this" or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.